On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts and artists in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. And Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're actually listening to right now. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. And premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you haven't already done so, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for your podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Edison 32K Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Edison 30K Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, got a really awesome guest today for you guys. I keep saying this, but all my guests are awesome. But today we got a really special guest because uh, I've known him for like, what, seven, eight years? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And we've been playing tennis and uh, we actually just finished a tennis session and we just in his house just recording this podcast. Um, but yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. Um, we've, we've known each other for a while and uh, we met on the tennis court just randomly and uh, many things happen and we just, we're still playing to this day. So we want to welcome Neil to the show. Neil. Thanks, hey everyone! Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm happy to be on the podcast. I've uh, I've seen your YouTube channels, and I've you've been telling me about this podcast, and I finally get to be on it. So I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 For those of you guys that don't know how special this podcast is, uh, Neil has a lot of experience. Like he he's a lawyer. He knows a lot of like law, and uh, we talk a, l- a little bit about like the stuff going on in the country right now nowadays, and um, just over the news. I think people around the world are watching like the U.S. Right? They're watching what's going on, and I feel like with that shooting of that uh, uh, of Jacob Blake. Yeah, yeah, Jacob Blake. Like, I mean, and the NBA players aren't playing any games. Like. What do you feel about just overall now the state of the country and everything? Um, you know, I, I sort of have a positive outlook on mm-hmm. things, um, mm-hmm. e- even with... So, l- let me just back up. You, yeah. you know, my, my political views are... Uh, I'm liberal, yeah, right. and uh, I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter, but e- even with Trump in office and sort of the, the unrest that's going on, right, I, right. I, I tend to have a positive view just because I, I think it's like a necessary evil that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, these protests, the unrest, uh, even the sort of hostile discourse, mm-hmm. because it, it just sheds a light on sort of um, issues that have been swept under the rug when, when mm-hmm. people are happy. Right, right, right. Uh, and I feel like these are the types of things that need to happen for true change to, to occur. So, so I, I see it as, I mean, obviously I don't want, I, I don't like to see what's going on, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that there's a lot of uh, despair and, and hardship that people are facing, mm-hmm. but I, I think all in all we're going to come out of this stronger. And uh, a more uh, United Nation, um, a more, you know, yeah, just a, a so positive a people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like, I, I went to the protests like a few weeks ago, um, the, the Black Lives Matter protests, and it was like, it's like for the first time, you know, like we're talking about change and, and how stuff needs to happen, stuff needs to hit the fan in order for stuff to like, you know, to, to go down. Absolutely. I mean, do, you, do you agree with that kind of? Absolutely, I mean, I, mean, I, I think, the, the thing that's crazy to me is that just five years ago in 2015 with the, with the Ferguson riots, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we saw a similar sentiment, but it really didn't wasn't well received by the public. You know, right. I think that when people started saying things like "Blue Lives Matter," "All Lives Matter," right. I, I felt like they had support behind them. But now, when people say that kind of stuff, people kind of recognize for what it is and just sort of like an anti-black sentiment. Right, right, right. Uh, and so, you know, even with me, I, I think that I've changed my views on, on race, uh, mm-hmm. and and I, I have to credit sort of the the persistence of some of these advocates who are just out on the streets and and just taking, uh, the, you know, they're not taking. The, the stuff that's being handed to them uh, right, for granted, right. so. Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny because, like, you know, there's so many people in this country and, like, people have, like, freedom of speech. They can they can speak their minds. But then at the same time, it's, like, if you have, like, a group of, like, say, 
uh, like 70 percent of the people that speak their minds that their their views might be wrong, right? But then you have the 30 percent that they're they're largely right. But in a democracy, it's like that 70 percent wins, right? So how are you gonna like? Yeah, how do you overcome that? I mean, it, it's hard, and yeah. I'm not sure there's there's a correct answer. I think there's different <laughs> ways to to overcome it. You know, yeah. maybe you just say whatever your points are in mm -hmm. a different way, or mm -hmm. you know, maybe for some people they have money behind it so they can sort of get their message across right, uh, a right. little more louder. Yeah. Uh, but but generally, I think that. I, I'm of the view that the right view will always prevail because Correct, right. eventually you can't be just like plain logic, right, you know what I mean? Right. You can't beat the facts. And, you know, when you look at particularly with, uh, you know, sort of how people of color are being treated in the country, mm -hmm. I, there's some concrete facts that show that there are some disparities between right. people of color and, and um, you know, white people. Right, right. And so I, I think that there maybe there's a 30% that's, you know, kind of spreading falsehoods and maybe they get their voices heard. Right, right. But eventually I think I think the truth prevails even with sort of social media and right. sort of these competing yeah, yeah. And, then you, and then you mentioned like I guess people of color, I think for the audiences that don't know what that means, like I think it just means like everybody in the country that's like you know like what, like Mexican, black, Asian. Like, yeah, so like, someone who's not white. And, right. and I and I and even you know the white is a term that's mm. uh, flexible, you know, I, I think that it's evolved over the, over the course of, right, right. of history. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, generally um, disenfranchised communities. Right, right, right. And then it's kind of funny because like when you're younger, like, you know, you go to school, like, I went to school that was like majority white, but then you think you can just fit in, right? Because you, you speak English just like them, you talk just like them, and you eat the same foods, but at, s at the same time, like, you don't, you're not like necessarily similar to them. You know I mean, you're kind of different. Like, you, you don't really, you don't know that until you get older, right? Like, yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, I, uh, you know, so I'm Indian and I'm mm. very brown. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I look very brown. But, but you know, I grew up in very white areas. You know, I right, even grew right. up amongst the Amish mm -hmm, at one mm -hmm. point. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, oh, crazy. Yeah. And, but, I, but when I was living there, I, yeah. I didn't really see myself as another. It, uh -huh. it wasn't until I, I sort of, you know, you get older, you start seeing how people treat you. It's right. really how you, when you start interacting with adults right. that, right. that right. Uh, you, kinda know. you start realizing right. I am different. It's uh, like the certain cues, the little things here and there, like the small details that you pick up where you're like, that's right. You know I mean? That's yeah. right. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a kid, you're sort of oblivious to it. And, and to your point about fitting in, you know, I, I think that the natural tendency when you when you start to recognize that those differences right, is right. that you want to become what you want to fit in. Right, right, um, right. And, and I certainly did that. And I'm starting to realize I'm trying to unwind. Some yeah. Of that. Yeah. I think you mentioned like I guess like last time we played tennis, you know, we we talked about this after the session that we uh, you kind of like started to get close to your like your roots and your culture. Like I, what what was your turning point? Like how did you feel like you <coughs> wanted to go down this path? Yeah. So. I, I struggled with my identity. Uh, mm -hmm. I still struggle with my identity. Yeah. Um, I, I think th so. I moved around a lot. I moved like a dozen times in my life, and I, yeah, I yeah. lived in some conservative areas, oh, some wow. white areas. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and so, I would always try to be white, um, mm -hmm. and I would almost explicitly try to be white. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And hide my Indian roots. I, I never spoke the language. I, I would always try to hide the fact that I was mm -hmm. Indian. I would say I'm something else. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but it, it wasn't until I, I went to law school and I started. Uh, so it really, I started realizing sort of what, what black people are going through, and I right. started realizing that a lot of those similar experiences in, uh -huh. in a different way can apply to my life. Right, right. Um, and when I started realizing the disparities, I, I started realizing that those same, uh, you know, pro-white sentiments that have been embedded in our, in our culture right, right. affected my life, and then right. I started becoming upset. And so I, got it, got it. I started changing. Yeah, it's funny because, like, you know, like, I guess when I was in school too, like like I was talking like to my friends, it's like you know Asian people are they feel the same way too. It's like either you go down one path of like just try to assimilate or just speak English and just block out all your Asian your Asianness pretty yeah, much, yeah, yeah. or you just like embrace the culture, which I think people don't do that until they get older and they start kind of waking up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's certainly two different paths. I mean I have like I'm sure you, 
in the Chinese and Vietnamese community, yeah, same yeah, thing. Same, where, thing, like, same he, thing. There's yeah. like a group of people who yeah. are like so pro, yeah. um, you know, whatever their culture mm-hmm. is, and they have like they only hang out with those, those right, type of people, right, and yeah. there's other people who try to fit in. Yeah. And there's no right answer, yeah. but I think ideally the best is a mix. You, you, you right. hold on to right. to your culture, but right, you right. also can you know interact with other races. Yeah, as well. and I think an an advantage we have is that like if we know both culture cultures, like we can see like a different perspective. But at the same time, we're we're kind of like a bridge, right, between the two cultures. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? That in that way? A- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that it, it's funny. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. The way yeah. I see it. Um, you know, my parents are uh, liberal, right? In America, mm-hmm. but uh, in in India, there's a, a prime minister named uh, Prime Minister Modi, uh-huh. who's who's actually very conservative. Oh, but wow. but it's funny, you know, um, he's actually a Trump supporter. Or oh. the, you know, they're like they're like oh, allies. Wow. But but my parents will be anti-Trump, will but will support Modi. And I think that interesting because wow. I'm in the middle, I can sort of see the the hypocrisy and the, uh, the views, right, 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 because right. I can kind of bridge that gap, right, right. Uh, and so sometimes when you're just embedded in a community, whether it be, you know. Um, you know, uh, American society or right, right. whatever your culture is, <laughs> I think you just have the blinders on. You sort of are just pro that, whatever that. Got it, got that it, got it, got is. it. And I think when you're younger, you, you kind of follow in your parents' footsteps. I mean, you kind of don't really learn a thing for yourself just yet. And whatever they, they believe or feel like, it's like, okay, you're going to stand behind whatever your parents believe, right? Absolutely. And when you, when you get older, you kind of like, you know, you see their point, but you can think for yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely understand where they're coming from. <laughs> and I, and you know, there are some sentiments that mm-hmm. are you know, hurtful and kind of longstanding in right. the Indian community. Right, right. Uh, but, but you're absolutely right. You know, once you get older, you start to see things for what it is. And, you right, know, right. Your, your parents aren't perfect. You know, your culture is exactly, perfect. Exactly, yeah. They're not perfect. They, I mean, they try to their best to give you what, you know, they have. Yeah. I mean, like the, I mean give what you have in their, like, within their power, right, pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, to, to your point, we're not perfect either. Yeah, right? we're not. That, yeah, for sure. You know, we yeah. probably have the same similar biases that mm-hmm. we're not seeing. Um, and it, it takes other people, maybe our kids or maybe the next generation to point out right, what we're right. doing wrong. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think the best thing is just, I mean, in my opinion, just to like take the best from both cultures and then just if you have kids one day, just teach them things that you didn't know or you learned later on in life and just Absolutely. pass it on to them earlier so they, you know, they have a head start pretty much. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's important to show both um, your flaws and, mm-hmm. and what, what you did right and just right. sort of accept your flaws as well because that's the only way you can, can right, grow as right. a person and you know, kind of pass on yeah, yeah. the positives. Uh, that's, that's a good mentality to have too. Kind of switch gears a little bit. So I guess, uh, so you, you've, you've been a lawyer for a while and you went to the school here and everything like that. Like what, I guess, does that relate directly into like culture and, and you're kind of like, you know, like kind of discovering your roots again. Did that play a part at all, or? Um, not really, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a big science person in high school, and oh, I, used okay. to, I used to like do a whole bunch of biotech stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think my parents wanted me to go into science as well, <laughs> but I actually, as part of me sort of rejecting my Indian identity, oh right, yeah, right, right. I, I said no, and I was uh-huh. going to major in political science, which which was did not go well. But but uh, <laughs> I, the reason I went into law is because I did this activity called mock trial. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, I, I, I heard loved about it. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I got way into it, and so it was just a natural yeah. progression. What, what exactly is mock trial for, for people out there that don't know what it is? It's like a fake trial. Yeah. So it's like a debate competition. Uh-huh. But w- what you do is you have a trial, mm-hmm. and you know, you have the students play witnesses, attorneys, and you have other attorneys and judges judge mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. it's it's basically just like a trial, mm-hmm. like literally just like a trial, but yeah. it's just fake. Oh, I see. And so you do the examinations, and the the witnesses can say whatever they want to say, and you yeah. have to question them. So, so basically, like, if you're a good debater, you can win. Pretty much. It's it's a lot of debating, um, but it's a, lot, it's a lot of presentation, and it's a lot of communication too. You know, you can't yeah. just yell at somebody. Yeah, you can't yeah, just yeah. Uh, you know right. charm them. But who's a judge? Who who judges? A, a lot of times, it's 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 other lawyers. Oh, really? Other okay. lawyers in the community. So I would travel across the country, and they would have lawyers volunteer got, got and, it, got and it. watch us. Um, so oh. you know, you'd have to sort of communicate to different types of people. So they'd actually watch you. They'd watch wow. us. Do you, um, you, feel pressure, do you feel pressure? 
oh, of course. But I, I mean, I, I, I like the sound of my own voice, you know? <laughs> so so I, I love the pressure. I kind of fed off it, and it, it kind of helped me gain a little bit of charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, but it definitely, you have to get over your, it's a public speaking competition. Right, right, right. So you have to get over your fear of public speaking. Yeah, so I, I feel like, um, like if you're, you know, presenting in a trial, right, and you're talking, are you being recorded? You are, right? Yeah, so trials are always recorded, at least right. uh, on paper, like, oh, like a transcript. Oh, oh yeah, um, they're typing out every word you're saying, right? Yeah, and right. sometimes we have depositions, too, which are recorded by video or audio, mm-hmm. uh, but it's always being recorded. So you have yeah. to watch what you say uh, and, you know, make sure that you're not saying a lot of ums yeah, or yeah, 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 things yeah. like that. Yeah. How, how do you practice that if you're, you're saying ums or uhs or uh, what? Like, like. You know, people think that it's all off the cuff, but I will have basically exactly what i'm going to say yeah and i would i'm going to memorize it and really yeah wow yeah absolutely and you know obviously things go off script like let's say i don't a witness has an answer that right. i don't expect right, then right. you can sort of deviate from the script right but the best deviations come when you have like a, a script that's uh that's pretty long i see you know or, or pretty memorized when you have the script yeah, yeah that's a good point i mean like have you ever had chance times when you're like you know in a, you're working you're in a trial and you, you have like a breakdown or, or you, I mean, there's no, there's no air room for error. Right? You got to like be clear, precise. That's how most trials out. are. Uh-huh. Um, cause the, cause you have a jury and right. the jury's watching everything. So if you sort of, if they see that you're fumbling around with your papers, right, if they right, see right. that you don't really know what you're saying, you're right, kind of like right. fight through it. They know something's wrong exactly. and they know you're not saying something yeah. that you believe in. It's funny cause I actually got voted onto the jury. Like I, I was the last person, I was a 12th person on the, on oh, the, no on the jury. Yeah. So I served in the case, but it's like, it's really interesting cause it's like the first time you're working with strangers, right? And the judge has to be really careful who they pick, right? They can't just pick one guy and just, just fucks everything up for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It, I mean, so you know, back not to bring it back to race again. Yeah. But that's like a huge thing. It is. It's in, important. In yeah. Criminal uh, mm-hmm. trials. You know, prosecutors will often try to, you know, get rid of black people off off juries. That's crazy. Because, because yeah. they'll view the the charge differently because obviously they have a different interactions with that's police like and prosecutors. Bias right there. It's kind of it's it's, it's, not, unco- it's, it's like, unconstitutional, but people great. find a way to do it. Interesting. So it's like I mean. I'm pretty sure you see a lot of like you know loopholes in the system, and everything like that. You think race definitely has a factor in like crimes and people judge and all that stuff. It's no question. For sure. Right? No question. Man. Yeah. But I think I guess people are kind of like wake up. It's 2020 and people are slow. I mean, there's a term called like uh, if you're woke. I don't know if you heard of that. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it's like it, it takes so much time for a person to be woke, right? Like everybody has different circumstances and everything like that. Yeah, and I think people have different definitions of what it means. Right. To exactly. Be woke. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I, I take your point on that. Yeah. And I think, like, these days, you know, when you watch media, you consume, like, you know, music, movies. It's, like, it, when you look at that from that perspective, it's, like, it benefits just, like, it doesn't benefit pe- people of color at all, right? It's, like, they put us in, like, a very negative light. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> stereotypical <laughs> roles. Stereotypical roles, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you feel about that? Like, um, I mean, I hated it growing up. Yeah. And uh, I, I hated when people used to always compare me to, like, there's, like, a character on that 70s show that's an Indian character. Yeah, yeah. And who's, like, very nerdy or the Big Bang Theory, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Indian guy, yeah. And yeah. I hate it. I yeah. hated it. Right. But I think that recently, at least, there's been a push in, in Hollywood to have a more diverse cast. Right. Like, uh, like Hassan Minaj. Is, right, yeah, is a, is yeah. A, is an he was cool. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really appreciate it that type of diversity and, and then he also he speaks up on like POC issues and he actually takes a stand so absolutely and, and that's I, and critical I, yeah. I appreciate that a lot and I think you know there's I, I think Crazy Rich Asians isn't the best example of a, of a diverse yeah. movie but right, um, right. I think that you know like it's trying is, yeah, is yeah. coming out yeah. I, I think that the, the diversity uh-huh. really helps us and it, I think it does have a huge impact on how people in general view race because it, it sort of shapes how people see right, different races right right yeah and I, I work for a pretty big uh uh, a pretty big corporation like a I don't know if you guys out there are listening but I I see a lot of like executives and most of them they're they're very rare like you don't see any like Asians or Indians or any people of color in like 
upper management positions, right? Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? I mean, there's got to be a reason behind it, right? Or is it like just thousands of years of like just y- yeah. tradition? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think change comes slowly. Right. I think that's number one. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, to to use the term woke, I think the country has become woke very recently. Oh, really? Right. Uh, and so you know, we're slowly getting there. Right. But but just to push back a little bit, I I think at least uh, there are some. I, I've heard that there are some. Indian CEOs or, or Asian oh, CEOs really? who, yeah, who yeah, are yeah. Uh, at least a Fortune 500 companies. Right, nice. Um, not enough, uh, but, right. but I think that we're definitely moving up the ladder. Right. I, I think where the real lack of diversity comes is um, with Hispanic, the right. Hispanic community and right, the black right. community. I right, think that right. there's, it's, there's like They're virtually like not. Underrepresented, right? Like so much that it's, it's <laughs> like it's like hard to even fathom. Right. And I think, going back to the point where I, I, I think I realized that like, representation really matters when you're growing up, you know, because when you see on TV, it's like when what you listen to, it's all you consume. And that, like, defines your, what you think at it, that age, you know what I mean? A- yeah. Absolutely. And it's yeah. what you believe, too. Like, um, yeah. y- you know, like, there's a stereotype that Indian people aren't athletic, right? Oh, right, yeah. And uh, even though, you know, I play a lot of sports growing up, I play, like, I swam, play right, tennis, right, basketball. Right. And even though I'm living embodiment of that, yeah. of, you know, breaking that right. stereotype, I would still look at other Indian people on the basketball court and be like, I don't want them on my team. Right, 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 right. You know, so you like internalize this like self-hate. Yeah, it's like internalized like racism a little bit, right? kind of like that. Absolutely. And that's funny because like it's the whole system that kind of pro- pre-programs you that way, I think. It's technically not 100% your fault, but I mean, you're responsible for your own thoughts and your everything, but when you're young, like it's easy to get, like your mind's like a blank slate, right? Absolutely. And you just, pr- they program you a certain way and you just, like there's so many like self-hating Asians too in school. It's like, oh, I don't date Asian guys or I don't date like whatever then it's like why is that and it's like no i just don't but there's gotta be a whole reason behind all that right yeah it's because people it's like see brainwashing yeah exactly or, or yeah weak or, yep. or beta um yep. Yep. and so it, it, that's why it's important to have you know not just asians in the stereotypical role mm-hmm. like the, the nerdy smart guy right. which is you know a positive stereotype yeah. in some ways right but there's so much more to our lives than just that little thing right absolutely. exactly absolutely yeah it's funny because like i, I talked to like a lot of people that i talk to that are you know people of color they say the same thing like like, you know, I'm Afghanistan or I'm like Persian and they always make it seem like I'm like the terrorist, the bomber, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't know what to say, man, but I feel the same way. Like, it's, it's like Hollywood is very powerful, you know? It's very, very and powerful. And there's certain selective few that control, like, what comes in and out of it, you know? And that's hard to crack. And yeah. and frankly, all Hollywood executives are white. Yeah, they are. You and know, and yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't think it's anything mal- malicious. I don't think they're being like, oh, let's, let's put down the Asian person. But I think it's right. like, they just, it's how they view the right, world. Right. And so they're just exactly. kind of reflecting how they view the world. Right. That's why diversity is so important because you just need a different yeah, perspective. Yeah, it expands your horizons. And I think like this whole, this all plays into like, it, I mean, I'll ask for your opinion in a second, but I think that like, you know, in the in the West, it's more of like, everybody thinks very to themselves. It's like very individualistic versus like in the East, everybody's more like collective, you know, as a group. And I think, for example, you take COVID-19, right, the pandemic in, into factor, like, the U.S. is like number one in cases, right? Or yes, yeah. yeah. But it's like you got people out there not wearing masks. You know what I mean? But then when we go to Asia, it's like everybody's like you know like wearing masks way before this whole thing even happened. Why? Because they're they're trying to protect each other. Like, yeah. What's your whole take on all this? Like, I mean, like, it's I, interesting to, to I, see. I think yeah. there's definitely part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I for sure recognize that, especially in um, m- maybe not so much in the, in the South Asian community. Right. I, I'm not sure if they really view mm-hmm. things as uh, a collective. Although I think mm-hmm. there's part of that. Right. Right. Um, but in the East Asian community, I've certainly seen that. <laughs> Yeah. where people see it as a, as a collective. But but also I think that part of it is is this notion of American exceptionalism, that right. we're, we're different, that we're going to beat everything. Right, they want to be different. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and I think that comes from you know a lot of economic prosperity. Mm-hmm. And so my take is that 
the reason that people see um, people don't want to wear masks or people kind of view it as a, an individualistic society in America right. is because they think they're exceptional because right. they're, they, they've grown up to believe that they're an exception, that they're unique, that they're better than everyone Yeah, that's else. a good point, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I'd be surprised to see, you know, like when some of these other East Asian countries, you know, kind of blow up. I mean, uh-huh. they're already blown up, but, yeah. you know, when they become really economically strong. Right, right. I, 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 I suspect that there will be a culture shift where they become a little more I see. sick as well. Yeah, and I think, like, the first thing, actually, can you imagine if, like, all the people of color left the U.S. right now? It'd be, like, so plain and, like, they would know nothing. Like, they won't get culture. Like, you know, yeah. it yeah, plays yeah. such a huge factor in, like, the, the upbringing of the U.S. But at the same time, I feel like some, like, Americans, like, they, they, they don't want to, like, they, they kind of don't want to, what's that word, like, give them credit where credit's due. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's and like, I mean, that's where the cultural appropriation yeah, comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, immigrants play such a huge role in the country, right? But it's like, we're built off immigrants. We, even, even, yeah. <laughs> Even white people are immigrants, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I was little, like, I, I, I got a lot of like, hey, go back to China, go back to your country, you know, or like. Of course. And it's like now, as like, you would think about it, it's like, I mean, you guys came from like England too, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's yeah. like, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, we have culture and there's language, there's food, but then it's like, there's so much more that we have to offer than if you just take like, for example, like a person that just knows one culture. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I that's think that's really right. strange. Like, it's it's funny. <laughs> it, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to break. I mean. I think people are just scared of change. And, right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when they see s- different people come into the country, like right, their, their right. initial reaction is that you're taking our country, our country's changing. You're right. not, like, my con- the country's not what my father lived in. Right, you know exactly. What I mean? Right, right, right. So, right. you know, I, on, in some respect, I understand the uh, the sentiment, mm-hmm. but obviously it's not a good sentiment. Right. And I think we need to fight against it. Yeah, so I guess we were just chatting about uh, change and everything. Like, I guess, what, I mean, if you were to give advice to people that want to change but don't know where to start, like, what, what would you kind of offer to them um in terms of changing the world or just in general just like if you, if you want to embrace change you know something needs to happen something needs to change but at the same time it's like they've grown up with like a different set of morals or beliefs and values and it's like all of a sudden they have to shift you know i i, I mean it's it's a tough thing it's a tough question frankly uh-huh. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think there are two things that i would recommend that mm-hmm. the first is don't let anything slide. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that a lot of times, at, at least when I was growing up, you know, people would say things like, oh, your skin's so dark or you look <laughs> like a terrorist. And I would kind of like laugh along with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, oh, I just want to fit in. I just want to, oh, right. you know, it's fine. We're just all joking around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't let those things slide. Mm-hmm. But, but the other thing is, and this is the really tough part because mm-hmm. it's hard not to get angry when, when those kind of things happen. Right. But I, I think if you mm-hmm. approach it with um, a little bit of compassion and understand that, you know, right. people kind of say those things out of their own insecurity, right, 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 right. like of, of their position in the world. Uh-huh. I, I think it's easier to change people's mind if you sort of say, you know, maybe don't call them racist, but call it like a bias or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just kind of like make them, it, it's, 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 I feel like it's not our position to, 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 uh, it's not our obligation to change the world. But yeah. if you do want to change the world, uh-huh. I think that you need to approach it with a little bit yeah. of compassion. And I, yeah, exactly. And I think that like your natural instinct is like reacting, just trying to protect yourself, right? Say, for example, like, hey, why'd you call me that? Yeah. You know? But same, if, you, if you approach it differently, like, like you said, try to be compassionate about it. Yeah. Then, I mean, so they might or might not listen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll give you an example. You know, yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who, uh, who I, I thought had some not racist views, but you know, views that were tinged with uh, like some sort of implicit bias against right. you know both you know women and and black people. Right. Right. And and at first I would just like say like oh that's racist or um, you know you're wrong or I would even make judgments about his character. Right. 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 But what ended up happening is that he'd end, actually ended up 
embracing those views even more because oh, he was I like, uh, you know, like, who are you to call me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, racist so or anything like that. It, it kind of backfired. It almost back, yeah, it backfired. <laughs> and I think that's what you're seeing, you know, with like this conservative movement where, you know, some people are just like kind of entrenched right, right. in this Trump support. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I think it's because they see like, like, who are you to say that I'm wrong or that I'm an evil person because I right. support Trump? Right, Which right. is, I, I, I mean, first of all, I understand that, you know, Trump's posi positions are evil. But I think if we just sort of say like, you know, I understand that you're hurting. Uh, I understand that there are problems in the world, even for, for white people, but right. this is not okay. Right. And it's not okay because you're affecting my life in X, Y, and Z Right, way. right, right, right. But it's not an easy thing to do because who are we to act super calmly? Like, why do we have to act calmly? Yeah, because if you've been, like, oppressed for, like, hundreds of years, like, It's, it's almost you know? impossible. You know, like, how yeah. can you not get angry? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, people that, that, you know, when the, ri you know, the, the riots happened because of, like, the, the murder of uh, Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of coworkers that, there's the answer just, like, you know, um, like all they talked about was looting, totally like brushing off the fact that it's like, well, of course looting is bad, but what sparked all this was, you know, what I mean, you gotta look at different perspectives. You can't just look at one and just stick to that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I I hate when people talk about the looting because why are people looting? You know what I mean? Right. And and even outside of the looting, yeah. there's like, just you know, a, a massive peaceful protests that right. are going on that just exactly. like completely. But they just like don't acknowledge that part, but just focus on the negative and it's like this whole Black Lives Matter is just. It's negative because of looting, you know? It's like, that's your logic. It's like, what the hell logic is this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I even will go as far to say the looting itself isn't even that bad because mm -hmm. the looting comes from poverty. Right. You know what I mean? The looting comes from a circumstance where people need to loot. You know what I mean? They, right. they're, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. And so I think the question should be asked of why people are looting, why people are protesting. Right. Um, and, and just to kind of tie it back in together, you know, when I say like approach people with compassion, right. I'm not saying that the protests are, are unwarranted because I absolutely support the protests. Right. And right. I even support, you know, a little bit of looting too. I mean, I, mean, I think that... <laughs> Yeah. I think that people, uh, that type of environment needs to happen for real right. change to. Yeah, and, and like like you mentioned earlier in the, in the beginning of the podcast, like you know, like stuff needs to happen. Stuff needs to hit the fan. Like fan, you know, like like stuff needs to go down. You know. Yeah. So it's like in order for for everything to like, you know, to kind of like rebuild itself, right? Like you gotta burn down the house before you can rebuild it again. You know, it's like a absolutely, absolutely. So. I mean, it's a, it's a, there's no easy answers. You mm -hmm. know, that, that's the other thing is that. That people want like this like cookie cutter solution where everybody gets what they want. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing, right. and I think that what your analogy where you sort of burn down the house to, to rebuild yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a that's a, a, a little extreme. Yeah. But I, I agree with it. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that there there is no change right. unless these right. types of right. uncomfortable conversations, these types of un uncomfortable environments happen. Right, and then it's like for me and you because like we, you know we have like somewhat different upbringings. Right, we're we're still both like you know at our roots. Like we're both our parents are immigrants. You know, they came over here to the U.S. with like nothing they had to make something up nothing you know what yeah. I mean? so it's like there's there's easier connect you know in, in that kind of that in kind of that kind of sense but it's like if you talk to someone that's like raised and born in this country or yeah someone that's never been like oppressed or bullied or for their color or their skin it's like they're never going to be able to relate to you on a certain like level you know what i mean it, it just can't it can't happen uh, no matter how much you tell them how much you explain and yeah. e even even if someone was bullied yeah. for something different uh -huh. i mean I, I think that when you get bullied about an identity, yeah, it's different because it's a, it's a it's more powerful. It is. It's you know super I mean? different. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's not just like oh you're you're dumb or you know you're, um, you know you fell or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like that. It's it's something that's insidious and yeah. it, it, it like affects the psyche because it's not just that bullying that comment about your race or identity. Yeah, it's that comment plus everything else in society. When you turn on the TV and you see the stereotypes of Indian people or yeah. Asian people, it's yeah. that plus the bullying plus everything else, you know right, what I mean? So right. it really affects uh, the psyche. It affected me. I mean, I was bullied for being Indian, and, and it definitely affected me. It was one of the reasons why I yeah, yeah, I yeah. rejected my culture for yeah. a good portion of my life. But uh, it's funny because, like, I mean, it's it's 
good that you kind of going back and embracing your roots. A lot of people they 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 just fall off completely, and then for their whole their whole life they just grow up be- believing that like their culture, their background, their ethnicity is like inferior. Yeah. And then they pass this mentality down to their kids, and it's like it's lost like somewhere in the galaxy. You know what I mean? It's so horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, frankly, I was going down that path, and uh, <laughs> and it, it wasn't until like past like five six years that i started really realizing that i, I i'm proud of being indian and i'm pretty yeah. it's like who my parents are it's it's yeah, who yeah, i yeah. am and uh, i didn't i realized that i sort of rejected my culture and i, I don't want that to happen i want my right. kids to know it and everything that's cool did you ever talk about this with your parents you ever like sit down and just kind of you know have a nice deep talk or yeah a little bit i mean bit? um we talk about it sometimes i i like showed them different uh shit like master of none yeah, or like yeah. i, oh, I right, show them yeah. you know like th- these different indian comics who uh, kind of talk uh, about uh, it uh, but <laughs> it, it's it's hard because we have a language barrier. You know, my, oh, my right. parents, uh, English is their second language. So they speak it, but right. not, like, super fluently. Right, right, right. I mean, it's fluent, but it's not like, I can never have this type of conversation. Oh, I see, them. I see. Yeah. And I don't speak the language because I rejected my culture. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right, and right, so right. it's like, we can never really Give you on the same level. And right. and their experience is different because they see themselves as others because they actually aren't. They're not, they were, they were Indian citizens first. Exactly. They yeah. were, I'm an American. They're born India, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, okay, got it. You know it. what I mean? I was born here. I don't identify myself as Indian. Or like as an Indian citizen. Yeah, you're like Indian American. Exactly. So it's just a different experience, and so it's it's hard to really connect with them. I talk to my sister about it sometimes, though. Okay. Do you think like you guys share like the same dynamic? You and your 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 other siblings, or you guys have like different views? So I I think that I think that it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think partly it's because my sister is a woman, Mm -hmm. so I think there are different stereotypes that are associated with women as opposed to right. I mean, men, yeah, Uh, and she's dealing with a whole another set of challenges. Mm. But but yeah, I mean, generally we have the same dynamic. The other thing is also she was so focused on school that that was she just dedicated her life. But for me, I was always trying to be cool. I was trying to be (laughs) so it it really affected me a little bit more because I saw it it affect my life and what I was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, but you still made it, so it's like you know, you you achieved the dream. (laughs) I'm doing all right, but you know, I think. like I still have struggles, you know. I still struggle with my identity, you know. Like I'm single now, and I and I try to, yeah, right, I try right. to play down the fact that I'm Indian because I, I don't think it's I don't think people see it as an attractive quality. Yeah, it's funny because like in the dating world, like you mentioned, I think, you know, there's a statistic that like, you know, like Asian or Indian is Asian, right? It's like yeah, yeah. Basically, like Indian Asian, it's like men are like at the bottom of the dating ladder and black women at the bottom of the dating ladder. Yeah. yeah, yeah how do you, how, how do you feel about it? It's like I think it's like stereotypes and all these things factor everything. It's, it's absolutely. I mean, I, I think. Look, it's it's a combination of sexism and racism to me mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I think that traditionally society values feminine traits and, and females, obviously, right, and male right. traits and ma- males, like the, the toxic masculinity. Masculinity, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously the stereotype is that Asian and Indians are, are submissive yep. and not athletic and, yeah. you know, not cool and right. weird and that kind yeah, of thing. Everything, and yeah. on the flip side, for black women, you know, they're seen as like aggressive loud, yeah. and loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so they're seen as more masculine. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the reason why they're both at the bottom of the ladder. But what's interesting is is that there's, like, a community now where Asian and um, – Asian men and black w- women are yeah. coming together and actually dating a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're the only people <laughs> yeah, who understand. Right, it, right. You know I mean? And they actually make, like, very powerful couples. I, I, I mean, yeah, I think it, so. It, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, and uh, I think that's sl- it's slowly changing a little bit. Right, right. But the, the dynamics change and everything. But it's still tough. I mean, frankly, I think I think it's it's really tough to... Right. Yeah, it's, right. A, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you, let me kind of switch gears. Like, this question, let me ask you a, a different kind of question about... We were on that, like, dating topic, right? So, <laughs> say... You know how, like, when you go to, like, well, I've been to a lot of Asian countries, and there's a saying in Chinese that's it's called a chong yang mei wai. That means, like, you kind of, like, look up or, like, kind of kiss ass to anything foreign. Like, anything foreign is, like, amazing, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, 
when they watch a lot of movies or dramas, it's like you think America or like anything that's like non-Asian is like gold. You know what I mean? And that that goes with like guys or with like like movies or music or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, but then for us, it's like we grew up and we were raised here, so we have a totally different perspective, right? Yeah. But how do you feel about that? Like you, it's like they, it's like you're kind of like say for example, like you're an Asian person is like totally like just into this culture and into like the this market of like dating or guys or girls whatever it is but then it's like you're just sitting here like it's actually not that good but they make themselves like so readily like available and at the same time it's like dude you're too freaking easy and it makes the stereotypes just like magnified right does that yeah. make sense like how do you how do you like contrast or like kind of approach this kind of thing it's it's really specifically hard. in the dating world or yeah or yeah just in the dating world in general you know um i i mean so I, like I said, I, I don't have an easy answer. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's uh, hard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I go back and forth on it. Sometimes I, uh, like I said, I, I try to sometimes hide. Yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. I mean, not I, hide the fact that I'm Indian, but yeah, I try to play it down. Yeah, sorry, sorry to, to interrupt you, but I mean, that also hurts your confidence as well as, as like an Asian guy. I mean, like, it well, used to, I used to think like that, but I'm like, I'm still just going to be myself because I'll attract the person that is right for me, you know? Because if you don't, then you're just going to attract the totally wrong person, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I go back and forth on it all the time. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. I try to – I mean, I, I'm always myself. Right, There's right. different ways that you sell yourself, you know what I mean? Got it, got and it. And so it's yeah. like, what qualities are you selling? Mm. And I'm always trying to sell not the Indian side. You know <laughs> oh, I mean? really? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. uh, unless I didn't match with, like, an Indian woman or something. something right, like right, that. right. But even then, it's like – like you said, there's, like, self-hate. And I think that right. it's just an internalized. You know, I, I'm so right. afraid of rejection that sometimes right. I – but but I think it's you're 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 making progress. Like you're slowly kind of like oh absolutely. I mean you know it's way different than I was up in high school. Bit. And I'm yeah. not trying to say that I'm like super anti. But yeah, I, like yeah, I'll yeah. give you an example, right? Yeah. You know you you pick the pictures that uh-huh. that, that are on your profile, uh-huh. and I think I have some pictures of me that are whatever object like my best looking pictures are me in like an Indian outfit. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, but yeah. I will never post on on my dating uh-huh. profile because because it's like, a turn off. People get turned off. Like, and and I can yeah. see it in my matches. I'm like as soon as that's on there, like. The, the quality of the matches go down. But if I'm like, you know, wearing a backwards hat or, you know, a flannel shirt or something like yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, boom, yeah. like all, all of a sudden I'm getting... Gotcha, more, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It's kind of weird. But, but you know, it's funny because like in the West, it's, but if when you go to like different countries, it depends on where you go to. Like if you go to like uh, maybe Europe, I guess, uh-huh. they're more like, I think, accepting. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's, I mean, it's like a different culture. I, yeah. I think there's yeah. a, like in England, there's a larger Indian population. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, they're more accepting. But, but, but I think standards of beauty Oh, dude, it, fa- it favors the West. If you're, if you're like white and Caucasian, it's everywhere, you know? and it's just yeah. a, it's just a product of colonialism. And uh, you yeah. know, it's you know, like in India, there's like uh, fair and beautiful. You know right. what I mean? Like you light like right, my skin, right, right? And so you know, even in high school, I used to use yeah. like soap to try to light, lighten my skin and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube. Uh, there's a channel I watch. It's like they go around asking people in China, in, sh- in Shanghai, like, what do you think about like white people, right? And like the majority of people that are replying are just like. Oh, it's be- they're beautiful, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Like it's like they just automatically assume that it's everything. It's just good. Like they have this like kind of like preconceived like notion that oh, every- anything white is it's good, right? But actually, it's kind of funny because you s- you're seeing like real like lifetime this this whole like stereotype of like being white and Caucasian. It, the standard, the beauty, the beauty standard is just that. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, you see it in like it's, I it's think shocking you know, like, actually. You know, there's yeah. like a Korean be- beauty culture, right, right? Right. And I think that a lot of that. It's a little bit different from Western norms, but I yeah. think it's uh, it's tied because it's like lighter, lighter skin. Yeah, they want to be lighter. They they freaking whiten their skin. They try to have bigger eyes. Like yeah, lighter. T- it's just like they're just following like beauty standards. But I think, I mean, I think that you should just be naturally be- beautiful. But I think that it's hard because when you people are believe people think that white is beautiful, but then here you are trying to think no, like I'm Asian, I'm beautiful. It's like okay, maybe you might hundred percent think that you're beautiful, but if the world is brainwashed to think that 
it's not. You're kind of fuck, you know. <laughs> no, exactly. Like like I said, like are you, you know, you can fight the good fight. Yeah. Like you know, I can yeah. be like, well, whatever. I don't I don't care. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I'm selfish too. You know, I want mm-hmm. I want a good life and I want right. and I want to fit into. Um, right. And so you constantly go back and forth and it's a, it's a struggle and I think that right. you're right. It hurts your confidence. It, it it's like a little bit of self-hate. Right, right, right. And even as quote unquote woke as I think I am right, right now, right, I right. still fall into those traps. Um and you know, you still have to grow. Yeah. It's funny funny cuz I don't know about you but when I watch sports like I always find myself like cheering for like the, the Asian person or like the non like like the, the underdog, you know, like because I, you I see don't yourself there. because you see yourself, you know. Yeah. So uh, and like sometimes when you see like an Asian dude on TV, it's like or like Indian guy on TV, you're like oh my god, how 100%. how often do you see this happen? You know, it's like 100%. it's it feels something just clicks inside of you. You, know? you, uh, you uh, don't know what it is. Of course, because yeah. you're like like a, you know the obviously the the huge example is Jeremy Lin, right? Right. Oh like, yeah. Like when Insanity, he came yeah. out, I was so into him because it was like oh yeah. you're breaking the stereotype. Dude, he's like breaking all the stereotypes. Yeah. And I just you just want that, you know what I mean? Um. So I I, I feel you 100. percent Yeah, that. it's funny, but then at the same time, there's a lot of Asians that. We talk shit about him. I'm like, dude, you guys don't know what he's doing for for you guys. What are you doing for the sport? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually understand that a little bit too. I mean, yeah. I think a, a lot of it is like jealousy. Yeah, and, and it's also some somewhat self hate too. For sure, they're it's like, crazy. oh, he's just like, he's not as good as a uh, you know like yeah, black, 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 yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? But if he was black, like, dude, they would just be like, they wouldn't even say anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. But I think like at the same time, it's like you like I talked to my brother about this, right? He was saying like how like. We'll go back to Jeremy, right? Like he should be like more like a badass, like a like one of those guys that has like tattoos, just you know, just break more. But I'm oh, like, my brother said that. My brother said that. Uh-huh. But I'm like, I mean, it's but at the same time, like he's still pretty much like Asian in his core. You know, he's humble. Like he he went to Harvard, so he's he's smart. Yeah. That's him. He's like athletic and all this other stuff. But it's like, it's like, you know, like the media would still kind of like downplay him a little bit. You know, like chink in the armor. You saw the article by SI. Yeah, yeah. Russell Trade, and it's trying to like you know like. Take jabs at him here and there. Yeah, they, I mean, uh, I think it's it's like it's uh, crazy. Yeah, people people want uh, yeah. him to fail at times. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's definitely some of that. You know, I, I kind of understand where your brother's coming from too. I think uh-huh. everybody has a everybody wants him to represent whatever they they feel the, right. the image should be. Right. So right, everybody right. has different. Series. I'm sure like some people think he should be more humble. Yeah. You know, yeah some yeah. other people think yeah. he should be less humble because right. they want that image to be protected. Right. 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 Everybody has their own selfish uh-huh. views of of. Right. You know, it's all about how how you view yourself. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I, I mean I'm glad that happened. I'm glad. Like I think, hopefully in the future there's more people of color. Like I mean, if there's an Indian guy, I cheer for him too. I'm like, just I there think is one guy. Uh, he was on Kings. Right? Kings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the huge dude, and yeah. he's so big too. I was like, I was amped about it, but he dude, never made it out. Dude, he plays. He he plays in China now. He plays in China. He plays China. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to play basketball. I I always wish I played overseas. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I love that guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. was really rude. He for was him. like what seven five or something. He was, he he was like he was, he was like Yao Ming's height or something. He, he didn't really seem <laughs> that that good in shape though. He was kind of like a little heavy set. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Man, dude, you, like you gotta you gotta pull one off yeah, the yeah, team. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure like his his like two or three games on the bench like makes more like that the one guy working his whole lifetime probably. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sure I'm sure he's I'm sure he's living a good life. Yeah. Especially in China, you know, I heard in China. Oh, China plays well. Crazy, yeah, yeah. Because that way they can attract talent. You know, they get all like the NBA players. Yeah, it's like if you don't want to play for NBA, then you'd probably go to the CBA, which is the Chinese Basketball Association, right? It's like, I mean, you wouldn't be like, oh, go to the FIBA or something or go like Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. They would go to China. Uh, yeah. Man, so, you, I mean, you know I lived in China for a little bit. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I taught basketball there. I taught for NBA you did? China. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what city? In Shanghai. Oh, that's, damn, yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Um, it was an NBA Yao school, and, you know, it was uh, like little kids. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the in, you know, they're the the amount they love basketball is, uh-huh. is crazy. I mean, I, I would play there it's in, in Pudong like That's every day. That's crazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. I, 
Yeah. I love playing basketball there. Yeah. They have they have a good basketball culture out there. Yeah, sure. I think like it, like they follow the NBA like like crazy religiously. And then and then Kobe's like Kobe was like number one in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved him that much. So, yeah. Um, a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's unfortunate what it would happen with Maury and and. Uh, you know, oh yeah, the Rockets. Right? I, I can't remember what exactly happened. Like yeah, about the China. He government. he had said uh, like free Hong Kong. Oh. And and, and um, the him, CBA right? was like we're absolutely not showing NBA, um, oh. NBA games because see, unless you like fire more and, and Adam Silver was like, well, I Wait, guess we're are they still showing NBA games or no? I, I'm not sure. I, I suspect that there's like some sort of censorship, but that there's some ways to get around people it. Love, yeah, yeah. People love you can't hide basketball yeah. from, from the people. So yeah. I, I'm sure there's ways to. That people are following right basketball. right 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 um but it, it was an interesting thing i was following that pretty closely yeah it's funny because like you would think like around the u.s like you have like freedom of speech right but it's not always the case in other countries you know you, you kind of gotta watch your tongue like certain countries yeah i mean fr- yeah. frankly i i don't know if freedom of speech is that strong in, in america either you know i, I think yeah that, um, yeah it depends too yeah there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of circumstances you gotta take into consideration yeah exactly yeah. i mean uh if you look at some of these protesters getting charged with like crazy yeah, you yeah, know, yeah felonies yeah. and stuff yeah in, in a way you know, protest is, uh, is under the First Amendment, right? Right. Right of assembly. Right, speech. right, right, right. And they're, they're, you know, they're getting charged, yeah. like, as terrorists, basically. Y- yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that every every country has its laws. Right. Do you have the, the all of the um, amendments memorized? No. You don't? Definitely not. No, no, no. Really? No. But I don't <laughs> have any laws memorized. I, everything I do, even if I know it, uh-huh. I'll research it first. Like, oh, every see, lawyer, see, see, every lawyer will research. If they're yeah. not researching it, yeah. they, like, try to just spout yeah. something off. Like, yeah. maybe they'll know, like, the concept. Yeah, yeah. But if they're just, like, <laughs> pretending to know, like, right, right, exactly right. what it is, right. they're they're full of it. Yeah, so I guess since you're a lawyer, like, there's a saying that goes, like, never argue with a lawyer because it's always beat you. Is <laughs> that true? Is that true? No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I think lawyers, uh, they, they think their shit doesn't stink. If that's, that's like, a phrase, like, oh, they really? think they're too good. Oh, I see. Uh, and I think that's what it is. Like, people, <laughs> I don't know. I think lawyers are overrated frankly really yeah because i've seen videos where it's like you know cops pull, pulls like a lawyer over and he tries to like, give him some bullshit and the lawyer like just talks his way out of it yeah you know? i mean <laughs> i'm sure there's some of that and i and i've always had like this fantasy where like i've seen like maybe i'll like stop like some unlawful unlawful arrest and be like hey don't do that i'm a lawyer or right like right that. right right but i don't know i mean i think anybody can talk their way out of anything and and i frankly i think anybody can be a lawyer too i don't think <laughs> it's that um i think it's just a, a little bit of commitment yeah I, I guess you were mentioning the other day where we we're buying food to go like you have to take the bar and you have to take the LSAT. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, that's, it's pretty tough, right? I mean, it, I mean, yes. I, I think that the LSAT is tough. Um, the bar is tough too. But right, right. I think they're both beatable tests. And I think if you have the resources and you put in the time, I think you can beat it and anybody can get a good score. Oh, yeah, really? I, I, I don't really think that, people think that, oh, you're like a lawyer, you're so smart. I, I don't really believe that. <laughs> I think it's just, I think I was lucky. Yeah. And I think that I, I worked hard on a couple of tests. Right, right. Um, and I had resources available to me. And that's I think good. that's why I ended up being a lawyer. Wow. I mean, do you like your job? Do you like everything that's going on? You know, yeah, like I, I mean, I, I do like my job. Um, I like being a litigator because it, it's a, it, it's just like mock trial, basically. Right, right. So it's like my college activity all over again. Right. Um, I, I represent, like, corporations and, mm-hmm. and high, net, high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish I represented people who uh, needed it more. Right, but, right, right. But I'm in debt. So oh, yeah. So <laughs> right, right, I, yeah. I gotta work for them. I mean, be like, what what college student is not in debt, right? In the U.S., like if they went to like a U.C. or something, it's like you gotta get a scholarship. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny because like, if you if you don't get a scholarship, like you hope your parents like saved up enough for you, right? It's like yeah, it's like the average like two year like master's degree is like you're in what seventy eighty k debt. That's Dude, a lot for a student, right? Graduating. I mean, you right. don't want to know how much I'm in debt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm needing <laughs> debt. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's I don't know. We we chat about uh, you know a lot about. Uh, a lot of different things tonight, and I mean, 
I know you got your food sitting here. I mean, Neil or ordered uh, some Chipotle, <laughs> some Mexican food. Like, probably Tamis goes, it's going to get cold. You're running me around on the tennis court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to get that fuel. Yeah. But, you know, like, well, we, we, we got to, you know, maybe catch up, play some more tennis uh, one of these days. Um, I, I guess if you were to give everybody listening, like, one piece of advice, like, whether they're in the U.S. or in India or in, in Asia, whatever country they're at, like, what would be your kind of, like, advice for them, like, whether it's in career or life or anything to kind of, you know, because you're a positive kind of guy, so. Yeah, I, I mean, give me Mike. I, I'm not sure if I'm the person to be giving advice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, like I said, I, I struggle. I have my own struggles, yeah. and I, uh, my sure. life isn't perfect mm -hmm. by any means. The, the thing that I'm focused on now yeah. is I just think, uh, don't ever think you're better than someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that some people think when they have a little bit of success, they think it's because of them, themselves, and I right. think that's partly true. Right. But one thing I'm realizing is that a lot of the success I ha I've had, if you can call it that, is luck. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and I think the flip side of that is if you're, if you're struggling, you know, I think that don't look at it as a reflection of yourself either. I mean, I'm sure par partly that's true. I'm sure there are things you could do better. Right. But it's also circumstances, you know. I, th right, I think right. that a lot of times the people who are successful have favorable circumstances. And I right. think a lot of times people who are unsuccessful, quote, unquote, whatever, however you want to define that word, right. um, have unfavorable circumstances. And right. I think once you start realizing that, I think people can be a little more humble yeah. and empathetic. Yeah, I think people just see, like, the end result, but they don't see, like, the blood, sweat, and tears before that. You know, they just want to see, like, Oh, yeah, you, you got everything. Wow. But they don't see what you did to get to that point, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, the breaks that you caught. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, my, my parents, I'll give you an example, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my parents weren't wealthy, mm -hmm. but they came with degrees. Right. And they had, like, a baseline to, right, to, right. to build their future. Right. And I think that, you know, I always had food on the table. I never had to worry about right. food. And, you know, that's, it's like a small thing. Like, people are like, well, yeah. how does that relate to you being a lawyer? But, and like, people, that, like, people take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. That builds confidence. Yeah. That gives me, like, it, it, it helped me do extracurricular activities. Right. Uh, I never, you know, I never had to worry about, um, like, skipping out on my activities to right, go right, work right. or something like that. Right. So, all, all these things play in. And, and I think, basically, I, I've just been really fortunate. And, uh, yeah. and I think that people should realize that a lot of their success yeah. is based off that's of luck. That, that's a really, like, awesome mentality. And it's, it's really humble, I think. And I think it, it's, it's like, I know you're almost going to hit 30 soon, right? So I think like... Friday. Friday. Oh, happy, uh, happy early birthday, <laughs> man. Yeah. But I think like, given all your experiences and what you just told me, I think like, it takes a lot of time to reach that kind of certain level of like, maturity. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think like these, about these little things when you're younger. Y you definitely don't. It just comes and goes. You just, oh, okay, I got food. Okay, I'm going to go eat. All right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, even now, yeah. I, I catch myself thinking I'm super cool because <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm maybe I serve or like, oh, yeah, I yeah, want yeah, a case yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it takes someone to kind of be like, yo, check yourself, Neil. You know, you need to check yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, you know, I'm like, right. at first I'll be like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> screw you or something yeah. like that. But, you know, when you think about it, yeah. you're like, yeah, okay. And, and I think sometimes, I mean, not you, but like sometimes I think it's good to have like people of like different backgrounds, ethnicities, and like just talk to someone that's like, that has nothing, you know what I mean? That just, just got out of school, just working like a fast food joint or whatever. Like, the more different types of people you meet, the more like, perspective you have you know I think it's like right. if you just hang out with just like successful making like 200k a year people like it's like you're just gonna have the small kind of like mentality you know what i mean yeah 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 and that's, that's all you know and, and see and believe you know it's absolutely like, and yeah. it totally changes your view i think yeah. that if you hang out with you know the same type of person yeah. over and over and over again yeah. no matter who they are yeah. your views will just will always all. it's yeah. like a group think you know you're yeah, yeah group think yeah 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 so yeah that's great advice man dude i'm super glad I was about to get you on, and uh, we talked for a good about 45, 50 minutes. And I mean, I don't want to keep you keep here because I know you got to eat. Hey, I'll talk forever. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next time we'll go for four hours. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> probably like probably like one or two. But um, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Neil. Um, thanks for everybody listening, and 
I mean, appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I, um, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing this podcast and I'm going to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see you, we'll see you next time. Yeah, definitely. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Neil. All right.